everybody, and welcome back to Crowning Around, a podcast where three plebs attempt to learn about the royal family through their depictions on film and television. My name is Sam Chung, and I'm very excited because today we're talking about The Crown, Season 2, Episode 8, which is entitled Dear Mrs. Kennedy, and that means that we might actually talk about some topics that I have working knowledge of. Uh, so as always, back with me to discuss today's episode are my two wonderful co-hosts. First, uh, a guy whose first job was holding the bowl so his boss could brush his teeth on the go. It's Ivan Vukovic. Ivan, how much did that job pay? Uh, <laughs> uh, n- not enough. I mean... <laughs> All right, and... Uh, also back with us today, a woman who thinks the foxtrot is overrated. It's Carlin Greenwald. Carlin, what is the go-to ballroom dance? That depends on if you have any skill. I think the tango is always a lovely choice, but um, again, that, that requires skill. If you don't have any skill, um, I, I don't know any ballroom dances. I, maybe the waltz is actually difficult, but like foxtrot does seem like the one where you... Isn't that the one where you just go in a box shape? What's that one? I thought <laughs> that was... you guys have to isn't that take the waltz? ballroom dance for some reason in high school? Well, you know, speaking of the Kennedys, we had in elementary school a quote-unquote presidential ball, and we oh, did wow. learn the square. I don't even know what that was. I, I took a dance lesson far more recently than, than your like elementary school days, and I still don't remember what it is, but, but we learned the square as well. So whatever <laughs> that dance is, that's the best one. <laughs> Just the square. Um, all right, so right off the bat, we want to say that if you came here because you're curious about whether or not the events that happened in this episode are accurate, you want to know, you know, did Jackie Kennedy really diss the queen and that's what made her go to Ghana? We don't know, but we're going to assume that it was because that's what we saw in the episode and everything that happened in the episode is real. Otherwise, why would it be included there? Um, so to get things kicked off, I think, Ivan, this week you've got a recap of the episode for us. Yeah, I, you know, I will attempt to recap this in earnest because I feel like so much happened. We, we could probably eat up half an hour just going through all of the, the nuts and bolts of it. But this is this is the Kennedy episode. Uh, you know, JFK and Jackie uh, are in town. They're doing a tour of Europe. And next stop is London, where they are expected to attend uh, a dinner at Buckingham Palace. That is uh, not a uh, like a formal state dinner, but more more of a laid back affair. And this is uh, partially as a result of a bunch of uh, uh, political uh, events and maneuvering going on throughout the world, particularly right now in uh, Ghana, where uh, there is a uh, anti-Commonwealth uh, settlement bubbling up and an inclination for uh, not just Ghana, but many countries in Africa to potentially start distancing themselves from the West and moving more uh, in the arms uh, of the, the Soviets who have expressed interest in kind of getting more of a foothold in that part of the world. Um, anyway, uh, it is, as a result, critical for uh, things to go well uh, at this uh, dinner, even though it's, again, not a formal state dinner. It's off the books, but, you know, Obviously, they all want to make nice. So um, everyone's really excited for Jackie to uh, visit London and Buckingham Palace. All the fellas are just smitten with her. Uh, she's an international sensation. Uh, everybody wants a piece of her. Everybody wants to sit next to her at the dinner table, including uh, Prince Philip, uh, who has kind of taken it upon himself to literally change the seating chart so he can be next to Jackie. And he is just 
co- completely shameless about it. Uh, uh, anyway, the Kennedys attend. Uh, it, it's a it's a big fun uh, affair. Elizabeth uh, ends up giving Jackie a tour of Buckingham Palace, where uh, Jackie starts to open up a little bit about uh, you know how all of these big fancy events are not really for her because she's really just a shy girl at heart. So, uh, haha, how funny is it that she's married to JFK? Um, Elizabeth, uh, seems to have, uh, enjoyed this time with Jackie. I think going into it, she was a little uh, envious that, uh, Jackie was kind of the it girl, but she seems to have found some common ground with her. So it ends up being a very, uh, a pleasant encounter. Uh, not too long afterward, uh, however, Elizabeth ends up learning that, uh, sometime after this dinner, uh, Jackie attended another, uh, dinner function while she was still in the UK where she, uh, proceeded to just completely speak ill of Buckingham Palace, of, of the the monarchy, of Elizabeth herself. And uh, this obviously doesn't sit well with Lilibet. So uh, she's, you know, a little rattled, but then she uh, finds an opportunity to make herself glamorous and important by uh, going to Ghana herself to try to uh, smooth things over with the president there um, and try to win and win him back toward, uh, toward the Western um, side of the ongoing world worldly um, conflict. Uh, and uh, it ends up being a success because Elizabeth busts out uh, this uh, momentous moment of dancing with the uh, president of Ghana, uh, which was really well received uh, in, uh, in throughout international audiences who were just very um, Delighted to see that, you know, a, a white queen of, the, of uh, Britain was dancing with a black man and another, you know, head of state, no less. So uh, it ends up being a, a, a big, uh, you know, kind of marquee moment for Elizabeth. Then later on, uh, Elizabeth ends up uh, getting a message from Jackie, who is going to be uh, back in London again. And and Jackie wants to meet up with the Queen. Uh, They meet up at Windsor Castle, have some tea. And this is where Jackie tells her that she's extremely apologetic about what she said uh, during her previous visit to the UK. Uh, But it turns out that part of the reason she ended up engaging in such poor behavior is because of the pressure of being on the road and married to JFK. And apparently they're both on drugs and just completely out of their mind most of the time, um, including this particular occasion where uh, where Jackie ended up um, saying all those negative things about uh, Elizabeth and and her way of life. Um, So, uh, you know, seems to be a, a nice moment for them. They patch things up, um, and then we move, uh, you know, forward in time to, uh, of an unspecified length, where it is now the assassination of JFK, and uh, Elizabeth uh, seems to have Jackie uh, top of mind. And the episode ends with Elizabeth starting to write a letter to Mrs. Kennedy. Uh, yeah. I mean, did I get all that? Oh, so much happened. This was <laughs> quite the episode. I think you did a good job. Yeah, you did yeah. well. And if you missed anything, we'll cover it. Um, we'll get we'll get around to it. I'm sure. I want to uh, start with so this episode we meet Jackie and JFK, and um, Jackie in this episode is played by Jody Balfour, who I think is currently in For All Mankind on Apple TV+. Plus, But I feel like Jackie Kennedy is one of those roles that's, like, very iconic. If you're an actress playing Jackie Onassis or Jackie Kennedy Onassis, then, you know, it's a big moment in your career. Um, and we've seen 
the likes of Natalie Portman, Katie Holmes, um, I think even Friday Night Lights, Minka Kelly play Jackie. So how did Jodie Balfour stack up to other portrayals of Jackie Onassis that you have seen? Wait, when did Minka Kelly play Jackie? In The Butler. Did you ever see that? Oh, no, definitely not. Yeah. Okay, but... Oh, good to know. Um, yeah, so I don't think I really had uh, anything to compare it to because while I am actually I'm well aware of all those other performances like the Natalie Portman one, I actually don't think I've ever seen any of those movies or shows. I don't think I have either. I've like read biographies about her, but I've never like seen any media. Huh. This is where we expose ourselves. Like we, we, we don't just know very little about the UK. We, we don't know much about our own country as well. Hey, is that part of the show? I thought she did good, but I feel like, and this is obviously a little bit unfair because Natalie and Katie both had a little bit more time to delve into the character um, as well. They're expecting Jodie Balfour to do a lot of heavy lifting in her like, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes of screen time tops. So I think she did a good job, but not the best Jackie that I've seen. What did it? Did it? Was it at least consistent characterization among the other roles, though? Because like I, granted, guys, I don't remember the biography, so <laughs> I don't really know. Like if because they play so much with this like sort of idea of the idea, like that Jackie says different things depending on the situation. So I'd be curious to know like how much of that like was completely authentic to like what her experience was. It, it seems like it sucked. I, I that's what I get. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's kind of consistent with what I feel like. And I obviously, I saw the Kennedys a long time ago. In person? <laughs> I mean, I grew up in Massachusetts. So yeah, I just visited the compound. And <laughs> no, but I saw it a long time ago. And from what I remember, the characterization was pretty similar. I don't think they were quite as um, overt about like JFK's, I don't know, violent tendencies <laughs> as what we saw in that one flashback. Of, um, yeah, they, they really just let that show and then no one really talked about it. Yeah, Jackie was a little bit different because that whole movie took place like immediately after he had been shot. So uh. it was a different mindset a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. But I feel like it was fairly con uh, consistent. How did we feel about Dexter as uh, JFK? It was weird to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and the other thing is like yeah, like I don't actually don't know if I've I even have that many many other on-screen depictions of JFK to compare him to, but it definitely felt very off from just like real life footage of JFK. Like it it did not feel like the same man. Yeah, no, definitely I agree with that. It felt like someone who like again, no offense, like and maybe he was like this, but it almost felt like you know, when you could tell actors did like a really deep dive into like mannerisms and like ways of speech and stuff like that, where you're like, okay, you're inhabiting this role. Like it felt like he was kind of halfway in, halfway out. I've got a theory. I bet you they didn't get Michael C. Hall signed on until the very last moment. And originally the guy that played Bobby was going to play JFK. Yeah. Because the guy playing Bobby nailed it. He was like A++. Like he, he, he felt like a Kennedy. He sounded like a Kennedy. Uh, and he ended up getting relegated to understudy. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Ivan. Are you saying you don't think that Michael C. Hall read the brief? Did you not read the brief? <laughs> Clearly he didn't. I think it's so funny. Like, is it British people who made this show or were there Americans involved? Like this particular episode, you mean? Oh, like The Crown. I, I would imagine it's... 
a mostly British writing staff. Because I think it's just the idea of like there are Americans working on it. I think it's just so funny that it went like so deep into JFK and Jackie, like as opposed to other sort of like political like guests we've had. I mean, like granted, they are very glamorous, but like it felt so much like their show. Yeah, I mean, even more so than the the gone in. I don't even is he a president or is he? Yeah, I think he was president. He's president of Ghana. Yeah, because he had a big role in this episode too, but we obviously didn't get the same level of backstory for him. Yeah, we we didn't see him attacking his wife. We did. (laughs) (laughs) We did not. Really sympathetic. So we know that JFK was shot. So I think that places us in 1962, 63, around that. November 63, yeah. Yeah, around that period of time. So uh, I think, big question, is Elizabeth officially middle-aged in 1963? How old is she? I can't do math. How old is she? Yeah, she uh, she must be getting pretty close, right? Because when when did, like, season one, like, when did her rule kind of begin? Was it, like, 52? Um, yeah, I feel like around there, because it was, I mean, it was obviously after World War II, so that puts us in late 40s, early 50s. It would be so helpful if we knew when she was born. (laughs) Was she born in the 20s? No, I, uh... But specifically, uh, we're not allowed to look it up. Don't look it up. (laughs) No, why can't we look this up? Wait, okay, so I know her 90, it's her 95th birthday coming up? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah, we have that. To help us out. So we have that to help us out. So she must have been born in 26? 26. Yeah. 26, 27. Sure. Okay. So she's so she's like, so she's now in like her mid to late 30s. So yeah. not, not even not not quite middle age. She she's still got a ways to go. She's being yeah, too she hard on herself. They, that's still young. Yeah. But she thinks she's middle aged. She's having a real crisis when she looks at the mirror. I mean, I'm sure back then they also did consider that middle aged. <laughs> If only she knew how long she was going to live. <laughs> oh, she spent more than half her life being old. Oh, my God. Yeah. And um, I love the queen mother when Liz is trying to explain this vulnerability to her. And the queen mother is like, you're not old. But then she <laughs> is like, oh, Jackie looks so young and they're the same age. Oh my god. I loved Queen Mother here. She was just eating her mac and cheese. Mac and having cheese. Having a good old time. She honestly, after she had her crisis, I think Queen Mother's having the most fun out of all of us. Like she just gets to watch TV <laughs> and have little like little meals prepared for her and she just gets to hang. I, and I also think she demonstrated such tremendous character growth here cuz here she is enjoying mac and cheese when, you know, two decades <laughs> earlier, she she did not care for the hot dogs that her husband was going to have to eat. <laughs> I was thinking about that. Like, I didn't know royals like were allowed. Not that they weren't allowed to have mac and cheese, but like that doesn't even seem like something that like they would consider having to be on a royal menu. Yeah, but like you know, like they're not like eating a craft blue box. Like you know, this is like some pretty gourmet stuff, like made made of cheeses that we probably can't even afford. I don't think so. I think it's the original craft mac and cheese. I feel like. (laughs) It might be like, you know how I feel like back in the day, McDonald's was like, you know, decent, but over time, the quality is degraded. I feel like maybe back then, Kraft Mac and Cheese was like, you know, big deal. The only reason I know you're wrong about this is because I've (laughs) actually like read up on this a little bit. And apparently part of the. Oh, oh, so I can't read up on American history. (laughs) You can read up on this. No, no, no. 
the I remember reading like specifically about like the Kraft mac and cheese and how when it was originally introduced in the like you know early to mid twentieth century, it was like specifically like marketed as like a like a poor family's meal. Like, hey, you can feed your entire family with a nineteen cent box of macaroni. So like there was no way like the the quality was ever at, at a premium to begin with. Well, Ivan, here's what I'll say to that. Did you catch that they rent their TV? Like that doesn't sound like a rich family oh. to me. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that was funny. oh yeah. That that blew my mind. Like I I, I wanted an explanation. <laughs> like why are they renting the TV? Do they think it's a fad? Do they think it will go out of style? What does this mean? <laughs> I think they honestly do. The TV has been around for a little while now, right? Like, it, it, I mean, it's yeah. it's it's an it's in every like U.S. household in the 1950s. That that was part of like the nuclear family. So there's no way this is a luxury item anymore. Like, why is she renting? Well, now it's got me wondering. Like, do they even have air conditioning? Like, <laughs> are they just skimping on all the basic like electronics and things that they could have at this point? I don't know, Carl. Don't? After this episode, I believe there's no air conditioning. There's just a guy with a fan. <laughs> like, oh I don't know God. if you recognize, but this episode specifically, I just noticed so many people just standing around. There Soldiers, were so many people standing around. I don't know, people dressed up. It just seemed like so many people standing around doing kind of unnecessary jobs. Sorry. Yeah, well, yeah, someone there could have been um, fixing up the... The peeling, what, was, what did Jackie say it was? Like peeling wallpaper, peeling paint. Why isn't someone <laughs> touching that up? Let's see. The geopolitical through line of the story is the whole Ghana and the Soviets storyline. And they made it seem like we had met this guy before. Did we meet this guy on the first royal tour? I don't remember him. They also do mm, a bad job of distinguishing which country we're in. I, I'm I'm not gonna remember like anybody who was introduced in season one and we haven't seen since then. Case in point, Porchy showed up and I don't remember oh, yeah. anything about Porchy anymore. Like Porchy was what like not... Elizabeth's okay. friend growing up that that was like oh, kind of like the was... obvious person for her to marry, right? Yes. Yeah, he was important to her. I kind of like that he just showed up for some reason. But what was the what was the plot of like the Porchy episode last season? Because I'm blanking. Like, he was getting married, to... right? Yeah, but like he still had his flame for Elizabeth, and like and Elizabeth oh, was calling him late at night. Her. Yeah, he held a torch for her, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he he shows up in a very like unceremonious fashion this time around. Like he's just there to kind of like exchange like one or two knowing looks with Elizabeth because he knows that she's going through hell, right? Yeah. Also, um, where's his wife? <laughs> Did he just not get married? What wife? I I forty. <laughs> Okay, like, okay, if his wife was that jealous of Elizabeth, imagine what she'd think if she knew Porchy were attending an event with Jackie. Oh, that's just taking it to a whole new level. All right, so the PM, McMillan, pretty useless, I think, on this whole Ghana situation. Liz is like, what do we do? And McMillan's like, hell if I know. (laughs) And he's just not helpful at all. Look how easy the solution was. Uh, We're just all over the place right now, but, like, Macmillan, like we're still not getting any follow up to the storyline of like his wife and her ongoing <laughs> affair, right? Oh my god, it's just Macmillan getting like shafted over and over and over again, cut down at the knees in every way possible in his life. How is he still prime minister? Oh my god, speaking of all over the place, I mean, this episode was kind of all over the place in fairness, because then we switch to the dress store and Liz has to choose a gown. 
and it's from like the rudest the rudest tailor I've ever seen. <laughs> but but like he 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 kind of understood what the assignment was, right? He he knew that like his entire job job was to create a dress where the queen would not be just blatantly upstaged by Jackie and and her garb, right? Yeah, which is hard when I they seem to have very specific like rules about how much skin she can show so like i guess that man had a challenge what was was she wearing like a provocative outfit by like her normal standards like because that's that's the takeaway i got it's like normally she wouldn't wear a dress like that but like now's the time to to make a statement i think so but to be honest it kind of looked like a dress she would normally yeah that's why i wasn't sure i'm like okay so it's you know it's strapless and like you know, it'll show a lot of shoulder as like, has that some, is that something that she hasn't done up until now? Like, I really couldn't remember. Yeah. They make a comment about this is the difference between a Republic dress and a monarchy dress. But what is the difference? I don't know. I really don't know. Shall we talk about Philip? <laughs> Philip? Oh, Philip. <laughs> he had to be his rambunctious self. I just, I go into every single interaction being like, is Philip happy with the marriage or not? You know, you're just like, I don't really know. I mean, was there anybody in the episode that was more obviously smitten with Jackie than Philip was? It's, it seemed like he was the one that just like did nothing to hide it. Yeah. No, I think that's true. I think so too. Even more so than um, JFK. So, yeah. Well, I feel like yeah. the other like series regular men just are not those like Michael Adeen. Martin Charteris, <laughs> they're just not the right, they're not the right audience, especially now that Mike is gone. You know, if Mike was there. Oh, Mike would have, Mike would have. <laughs> it seemed like there were a lot of uh, even like members of the royal staff that were getting distracted. Like when all of the like the the young men and the like the, the servant staff were just like gazing out the window, hoping to catch a glimpse. Yeah. She was quite a magnet. It's very impressive. Yeah. I mean, Phil, he was really up and down in this episode. For me, because obviously he's very smitten with Jackie, wants to give her a house tour, hard veto on that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But then he's also, you know, out here telling Liz she shouldn't be going to Ghana, but then Liz is dancing and he's like, oh, you did a good job. He's all over the place. He just wants to um, send his wife off with the Ghanaian president so he can get with Jackie and just like ruin the (laughs) geopolitical sphere. That'd be his ideal world. Yeah. We never saw his, like, he didn't really have a proper reaction to JFK dying. Why didn't we finish up the storyline, guys? I think there was something really, really, really off-putting about Philip telling JFK, you're the luckiest man in the world. From one, like, married man to another, there was just the, oh, yeah, that was... It just felt like something that, like, 60s men did, though, like... It just reminds you about the general scumminess that was possible back then. Like, I feel like they made jokes like that. Yeah, Didn't you they? would just think that, like, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, check out the ghoul that I'm married to. I'm jealous of you, brah. <laughs> yeah, it's it really had that vibe. And it's just, oh, Philip. <laughs> yeah, wasn't great. Can we? So they make a big deal about the protocol sheet that has been just blatantly disregarded. Um, it's a big deal that Jackie doesn't curtsy and JFK doesn't really bow. They call them your grace instead of your highness. Are these big deals? 
I think it's hilarious because now when you hear about anyone meeting the queen, they're like, I was terrified that I would get killed if I didn't follow <laughs> protocol. And like being able to see protocol not met and you just see like they just get they just get annoyed. <laughs> Nothing bad happens to you. Yeah. But then it was JFK. So I don't know if like if a president did that now, if maybe you would still be like, it'd be bad. Oh, sorry. An- another complete tangent. But where uh, was Margaret at the dinner? Like at the at the informal event at the beginning, because you you would think that would be like a, a a place for her to play too. No, I swear you'd think her and Tony that'd be like the one exciting like political person that they would ever get to meet. They just like I guess they couldn't have Margaret upstaging Elizabeth's jealousy. They like couldn't handle that many people, so like nah, Elizabeth wasn't nah, Margaret wasn't there. That's true. This is the first time I've thought about this episode in the context of where we ended the last episode and. It just feels weird that we didn't see Tony at all. Nah, Tony's. <laughs> they just um, got married. They just lock him away in like a little <laughs> guest house. Uh, my my wife made the best joke at the beginning of the episode in that uh, shot of the the hallway in Ghana where they're taking down uh, Elizabeth's uh, portrait. My wife joked, "How funny would it be if they replaced it with the photograph of Margaret?" Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> Margaret. Yeah, no, she was just weirdly like a cryptic messenger in this episode. Like they made her look really good and like dressed up and nice. And there's just and just her like stirring up trouble. Just for that one scene. Just just for that one scene at the stables, right? Yeah. I think yeah, what they, a wait. they flashed to her really quickly. No, never mind. She wasn't at the party. Sorry. It was no, other guy. And, and why not? Like, where's if, Margaret? If, if Philip's sister that he hasn't seen in years is attending this dinner, like, where is the the queen's sister? I thought Philip's sister was a Nazi. Did we not get yeah, that storyline multiple times? Nazi now? How I'm many just... sisters does he have? Are they all Nazis? I don't know. Oh, I yeah. feel like that was like the first thing we learned about them. Right? Was that um, they were Nazis? I. That's weird. I guess they forgave the Nazis, but like they didn't forgive David. So. Was that part of Philip's like marriage contract that they had to be nice to his sisters? He doesn't really care about. Is Uncle Dicky a Nazi? I don't know. <laughs> I think it was just the sisters married Nazis, but like the other members of the family could have been like anywhere because then they all just get kicked out. You think he is, and that's why Liz wanted him to sit next to Jackie. Is this some oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> real deep oh. conspiracy stuff? Geopolitical chaos. Yeah, I did think it was interesting that like Uncle Dicky made made that move first. He was like he was the one who put in the formal request of like, oh yeah, sit me next to her. Have we seen Dicky in a while? Has he caused any trouble no. lately? No, he yeah. is often mentioned, but but rarely seen. Dicky, what are you doing? What a mess of an episode! I I'm just like constantly asking like, why wasn't this person here, or or why was this person here? Like it it, it it's just the like. I will say, out of all of the episodes we've seen so far, this is the one that is kind of like off the charts in terms of like, ah, I don't know if that really happened. I doubt yeah. it happened that way. <laughs> I was having a good time. Good soap opera. Yeah, it was fine. Um, how do we rate? How do we rate Queen Elizabeth as a tour guide? Um, mm. I it could have been worse. I don't know. I don't think <laughs> Philip would have known anything. So like, it was probably a better tour. She showed her the corgis. Like, you know what? A plus tour guide. <laughs> That's what I would have wanted to see too. But okay, like what? Like, like really, like realistically, like in, in full seriousness, what happens if Philip 
gives Jackie the tour. I think he'd flirt relentlessly with her, but I don't think Jackie would be into him. No, I don't think so either. But like, what would 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 he like attempt something? I think he would attempt something. It would be a very resentful tour. It would be like, oh, this is gross. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is stupid. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it would be that by. plus yeah. like him trying to like cop a feel and like that's the whole tour. And then Jackie just comes back and is just like, this is why I hate this. Huh. Okay. So this so is she where got a better our, our tour. Pay- this is end. where our opinion of Philip is right now. I, I, I have not seen any contradictory Isn't information that, yeah, to that. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's where it's always been. No. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I'm torn on this because... because <laughs> yeah, I, I'm torn because it's like it, it's very much in his, in his kind of carnal personality. But like, I, I feel like he is also, I don't know, an, a, a, has enough awareness of like the importance of how all these events impact the world stage that he might know better than to do it. But yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Oh, I mean, like, I think he would do it in a way where like, you could almost like in the way that old men will like sexually harass people where it's like, they put a hand on you when you don't want it. Like where you can brush it off. is like, Oh, I was just being friendly. Like, I feel like he could maybe do like those kind of moves hmm. just like to get a little thrill, but like it wouldn't actually be something that Jackie would like complain about or like any theoretical female guest would complain about i mean is 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 jackie like super high at this point or was it was it only before that uh that uh dinner that she attended a few days later i get the impression that it was the dinner i was under the impression that she's always on something whether it's like something to boost her up or something to like like a depressant i don't know why would they give her a depressant though i don't know it just feels like she's always on some sort of like mood regulation yeah, but she made reference to like one of the days in particular, like her doctor giving her a little something extra. Yeah, I think there's definitely something extra in the dinner where she made the weird comments because she was very honest. At least it seems like she was being like, what drug would, I mean, like, unless they were giving her downers, like what drug would make you want to admit your crippling shyness to the queen of england oh, okay yeah, sure. and speaking of the crippling shyness like do we follow her logic so jackie says that a shy person will seek out a you know an extrovert basically because that person will protect them and i feel like that logic doesn't make yeah. sense it makes sense to me because like i think it's like an order of opposites where like if you generally would like to be someone who is slightly like more you know see different opportunities or like be a little bit more extra than like you are usual with like your social balance and you seek out someone who obviously that's easy for them because they sort of help you along with that but i think what she's trying to say is she picked too much of an extrovert and then she got jfk it it makes sense to me i don't know does it make sense to you guys it doesn't make sense to me i would think a shy person would seek out another shy person like match your level of shy like well it's probably what you should do but she was trying to do some character growth or like maybe it's her family pressure. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, look, if I decide that I would uh, like to be slightly more out there, go to more social events, I would make someone like seek out someone who does that with more ease because then you don't sure. have to force another like shy if- person to go out to a party with you. Sure, that's fun, like, once or twice, but eventually I feel like it would catch up to you. Oh, yeah, but then, like, yeah, that's the problem. It's like she yeah. <laughs> she didn't realize that. And then you end up being the first lady. It's just the worst <laughs> just scenario. how it goes. Ivan, were you going to say something? Uh, no. <laughs> no opinions on this? 
What? Are you a shy girl with a with another shy person? Well, I think I Let's think go. the uh, your argument, Carlin, is sound up until the point where like that extrovert is, you know, making a run for public office of of this magnitude. Well, I guess at that point they probably had kids. I don't know. Did when did they have their kids? <laughs> this is the sixties. No Carlin, idea. We have no idea. <laughs> Um, I, am I allowed to draw from my brief stint in American history class in high school? Please, enlighten us. to do that? Sure. Do you remember? Because I, I feel like I remember pictures of like the little one. Like they were, the kids yeah. were pretty little. There's like that iconic photo of like the little one. The desk, like right? They were, yeah. they were eating Kraft mac and cheese. No, when he's <laughs> saluting the coffin. But there's also like the famous photo of like uh, his son when he was like barely older than toddler age, just like uh, underneath uh, uh, JFK's desk in the Oval Office. That's the photo I think of. Yeah. JFK didn't ever get a second term. So I think they were born before. Yeah, but shortly before. Like, I I don't think these kids are like older than five or six at this point. But the younger one, yeah, I mean, so the main thing, I think they had kids before it really got intense. And I think at that point, you just stay in the marriage for the kids back in that day. So she made a mistake. She uh, she realized too late. Would you? Okay, how about this? You're married to your soulmate and uh, they run for office. Are you going to leave them? Uh, which party? <laughs> Whatever party you generally affiliate with. This is the presidential assume, office. Yes, this is the presidential office. They just decide that they're, wait, wait, that's wait, what they're gonna wait. do. Wait, so so my partner, who has previously never expressed any <laughs> political ambitions, is now going straight for the White House. I I guess. I don't know. Again, Jackie probably should have known about all this, like when he was running for littler offices, but maybe she just never thought he'd make it all the way because he's Catholic. Anyway, just bad luck. Sorry, Jackie. Your marriage didn't seem that great. But again, there aren't that many great marriages on this show, so you're just one of many. What's the what's been the best marriage on this show? I truly think Birdie and Queen Mother, like, because I think Birdie wasn't a giant asshole. Uh, hard. Okay, yeah, I'm thinking. I'm um, like, what, you, what other what other marriages even are there? Are are Martin and his lady still together? Oh, I don't know. That storyline got dropped. Whatever happened to the hedges? And like his yeah, Tommy you're right. There married? are not there are not a lot of good marriages there on the show. Tommy and his model. <laughs> but like, is Tommy married? We've never gotten. I assume not. I would assume not. Because his as wife well. has not complained about him. Wait, no, he does have a wife, doesn't he? Didn't he mention her like when he was talking to um Mike's wife? Uh, I think he did. Never seen her. She doesn't exist. We've never seen her. No. Yeah, it, <laughs> he, he might, she might as well be a girlfriend in Canada at this point. What about Winston and his wife? I don't actually know oh, if he cheated yeah. on her. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a lot we don't know about Winston, but I feel like in terms of pure rapport, like he and his wife seem to have like a pretty warm relationship. Yeah. Okay. Two. I mean, I it depends on how you feel about uh, Elizabeth and Philip, whatever vibe you're on with them. But it's they they were married a long time. I know we've been talking a long time. Can we talk about Liz? Because I really liked her finally doing something here. Oh yeah, so that much. was so good. Yeah, so often she's just forced to sit in the room and listen as other people are like, this is what happened and this is what happened, but you're not allowed to have an opinion on it. And here she is finally being like, you know what? I'm going to be an active participant in my own society. <laughs> and she yeah. goes to Ghana and I liked that for her. So that scene, uh, you know, that where she initiates uh, the dance with the with the the president. So 
like just want to make sure I'm reading this correctly. So, you know, he's there like schmoozing with journalists and other, you know, members of high society in Ghana who are shaking his hand, getting the photo op. She's, you know, sitting there in the corner. And like, does she basically like send somebody to more or less like let him know, hey, the queen would like a dance with you? Is that what happens? Yeah. Okay. I, I just wanted to make sure because I feel like up until the moment where they start dancing, I, I was not sure of what was going on and what she was proposing. Yeah, no, I think she definitely sent Michael over there to tell him that she wanted to dance. Okay. And so that like completely catches him off guard because he, he was not expecting that evening to like turn into a big historical moment, right? I don't think so. And I feel like everybody, maybe not everybody, but I feel like people like uh the Ghanan president, um, oh my God, what's his name? Nkrumah. Yeah, Nkrumah, um, yeah. They don't really have respect for Liz or expect her to be politically savvy, mostly because she hasn't really had the opportunity or to put that on display ever. But, you know, she held her own. She did a good job. Uh, I liked the scene where they called, they called back to Downing Street and told them that they were dancing. <laughs> and they were all like, was this agreed? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, as if they would have forgotten that they put, please dance. <laughs> was that in the protocol? This was not in the protocol sheet. <laughs> no, it was really nice. It was a really nice moment. And they even had like that one shot of like the newspaper photo where like you actually see like Elizabeth smile. And I feel like you we haven't seen her smile in so long. Like it seemed like a real moment of triumph for her. Like she had a she had a pretty good arc in this episode, going from bullied nerd to <laughs> it's just revenge of the nerds. All right, we see JFK make a speech about how divided the nation is, and bro, <laughs> you haven't okay, seen anything. Okay, the fact that yet. they've been always saying that. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> oh, JFK. Did anyone else find his assassination to be like so abrupt in? <laughs> episode like i was not expecting them to just they're like oh we have one episode with jfk we're gonna just get all the history in here can't not have him die yeah no i feel like i saw it coming it didn't feel abrupt because i just like ex like the entire as soon as he showed up as soon as the episode was called this i just expected it to happen but so like now we're all the way in 1963 i feel like we we just like this episode covered like the span of a couple of years because like it wasn't it was maybe like an episode two ago that we were still squarely like in the late 50s and now like we're jumping ahead three or four years that that's a that's a bit abrupt they're just uh they're going through time i wonder if we're just gonna keep getting faster they're gonna age <laughs> up andrew i oh, mean God. by all accounts like there's gonna be six seasons of the crown right yeah, but like I think they're gonna actually slow it down like a lot in the last couple seasons. Well, I was gonna say season one was. Megan stuff. I think season one was very slow, right? And now yeah. it's like yeah. they have to make up a bunch of time to get to the present day. Oh yeah, it's true. Yeah, they haven't covered yeah, a lot of but ground. Then they're just so gonna far. linger in Diana Land for a long time, which like <laughs> no one's gonna complain about. That's yeah, where they get their money. All right, and then Jackie comes back. She apologizes to Liz. Super awkward. <laughs> I don't like that scene. And Liz has regrets about it. She has the I like how she has regrets about not like rubbing it in. <laughs> okay, so then they're watching on the rented TV. Jackie get on the plane in her bloody clothes, and Liz is like, "This is deliberate." B 
big moment. They're going to ring the bell at Westminster Abbey every minute for an hour, which sounds Annoying. a bit excessive to me. <laughs> <laughs> How much did they ring it when, like, when Philip died? That must have been a lot. How much are they going to ring it, like, whenever she passes away at age 200? Like, it must just be every second. It's a bell. <laughs> Do we know anything? Is this a famous note that Liz is writing to Jackie at the end of the episode? Um, isn't there a song? But is that Dear Mr. Kennedy? Yeah, that's a song. From the Inside Leon <laughs> Davis soundtrack? It sounds famous. <laughs> like, do we know what's in this note? Is it just, like, condolences? Can we really not Google this, guys? I want to know what's in the note. <laughs> you can do it after. Fine. After the whole podcast is again. done, you can, you can, we can go back and Google it. Yeah, I'm Finally go to... back and Google, is Dickie a Nazi? <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think what else we saw in this episode. We learned the corgis' names finally. Oh yeah, Sherry and Whiskey. Wait, was it Sherry and Whiskey? Sherry and yeah, Whiskey sh- were the puppies. Yeah, and Sugar oh, is the, the mom. Sugar. They're like I said, I adore them. They were all sad and wet. Did you remember that the very part in the beginning where it was like Liz showing <laughs> that she was old and oh, like yeah. you saw her like in I thought she was like having a medical problem, but apparently they were just showing that she's like has thirty year old aches. And like I said, the dogs were all wet. They were also feeling it. That was another weird B-plot in this episode was Liz has this fascination with the trees somewhere, unclear where. (laughs) Yeah, they didn't go anywhere. Just looking at them, removing them from roads, just... (laughs) (laughs) That was so random. bring all the corgis along for that too, like just to see all these. I, I think she has like 20 corgis at any given time. And I feel like we haven't had like a shot of her with all of them yet. Just to show like how crazy she is. Oh, man. Waiting. Yeah. I'll wait. Um, all right. What else? What else did we not talk about in this episode? Or did we cover it all at this point? Um, I think we've talked enough. The moment at the very end where Elizabeth and Philip were having kind of a. I think it was her being grateful that he was alive. Like, oh, after is that JFK what that was? Died. I think that's what that was supposed to be, unless you guys oh. had another interpretation. Oh, I just thought she was kind of still in shock. Oh, well, why'd she hug him then? She could the have gone, gone and hugged a corgi, but she didn't. She hugged Philip. <laughs> or her children, who, um, I don't know where they are. She has three of them off, now. They were off with Margaret during the party. Isn't it ironic that, like, she had made a whole point about, like, having a third child, and then we never see her interact <laughs> with this third child? Well, that it's third one, child was just fairness, born, like yeah, it's two been episodes one episode. Ago. <laughs> okay, but if we never see Andrew again, like, what are you, what are you doing, Elizabeth? Watch, watch I mean, us actually never. We don't, see, we don't see Charles and Anne like save for like you know five seconds every six episodes. Um, True. They're gearing up for us not to like Charles. They figure if we never see him as a cute kid, like we won't like him. Uh, so every episode we give out a kinky crown award, but there weren't that many kinky moments in this episode. Oh, okay. I guess you guys didn't see the really clear lesbian plot line going on. Fine. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. So, Carlin, tell us obvious. more. No, oh, come on. Oh, come on. Like, this isn't like the way that all real life people, um, Queen Elizabeth, um, Jackie fanfiction goes. They had like, they start off as like, you know, they have like the jealousy and like the general like budding, like, you know, not quite being aligned to be friends. And they have like a really nice, like intimate moment. And when they talk about their vulnerabilities with the dogs, which is like the most vulnerable room in the house. And then Jackie like has to like cause some conflict and like go back on her word because it's society versus her feelings for Elizabeth. 
But then she realizes she has to apologize for that. And they come back together and have a nice moment together with their um with their tea. And they have another. And then where she, again, like says a lot of very vulnerable things. Like you think she isn't actually allowed to tell people. And then her husband dies. And then like it kind of opens the opens the door. Have you been? And uh, that's wait, it. Wait, read a that's lot of Jackie O fan fiction? It exists. <laughs> I have not read it, but I, I think I've seen it before. If we looked on AO3 right now, it's a thing. And these are these are the typical tropes. <laughs> oh yeah, wait. If you know, yes. No, these are very typical tropes of like high society lesbian fiction. Very much so. I don't. Uh-oh. Again, you can kind of apply them to any sort of historical sapphic. Wait. So so your class. your nomination is a fan fiction spinoff of this episode. No, I have actual moments, but like that's how I interpreted this entire episode and why it's like my favorite. Um, so I thought the moment where Liz is watching TV with Queen Mother and Queen Mother is like, oh, she is pretty, isn't she? And you just see Liz staring at the screen going, yes, <laughs> that, you know, that's her underlying <laughs> feelings. Again, you can misinterpret every single thing that she does. And then when the dress guy is like, if you've got it, flaunt it, I say, I thought that was, um, that was there. And then when there's just the moment where <laughs> they break protocol with like JFK and um, Jackie and like, I forgot who one of the orderlies is like president first because like, Jackie was trying to go in first. <laughs> Ivan, you look so stressed out right now. Okay, wait, well, but what was kinky about that last one? Um, the, the implication that JFK is not happy about being the sub in his relationship. And then there was one more where, like, there's this little snippet of Philip and Jackie talking where they're, like, go, like, sensuality, we won't go there. As if, like, Jackie was ready to tell all her sexcapades to Philip. Wow, Carlin, you stole all my nominations. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. Which one was yours? I feel like that's sarcasm. (laughs) (laughs) You say that as if I, come on. Sam, do you have anything? The only thing I noticed was... The only thing I noticed was there was that scene at the end, or not the end, but like when JFK and Jackie, I guess JFK alone is taking photos with random women and he's doing that thing to her back. He's just like rubbing this lady's back really weirdly, which is going to lead to their next fight, his fight with Jackie. Classic we didn't JFK. mention that. We get a, a, a quick aside to them and he's like, good work with the queen. <laughs> you really just nailed it. Oh yeah. It. Oh yeah. Again. But yeah, JFK seemed like a really bad husband in like every regard yeah. that you could be a bad husband. Like, oh, infidelity, physical abuse, yeah, <laughs> and inferiority complex. Yeah, she bad really time. hit the jackpot um, of abusive really husbands did. here. But yeah, that was yeah. that was sorry, Jackie. That's what I noticed. Maybe the Greek guy wasn't that bad. Ivan, that's what I got. I'm assuming you have nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> and I and I, I don't think any uh, collectively we have anything either. How dare you, Ivan? You're so straight. <laughs> All right. Does Carlin's fan fiction win? Uh, Please. Let it win. Oh, God. I mean. <laughs> my, my AirPod fell out. Wait. Why, why, why do I have to be the one who decides that? Why can't it be you, Sam? Sure. I guess we can give it to Carlin's fan fiction here. There was nothing in this episode. Okay. Because my vote is pass. Your vote is pass. You abstain? Yep. So with two votes... Carlin's fanfic wins. There I mean, with go. two votes, I'm Carlin's fanfic would have won anyways, even if you had voted. <laughs> <laughs> you could have but voted I, for anything. If I had voted, if I had voted, it would have been two votes to one, 
now it's just two votes. So it's an even more decisive victory. Indeed. <laughs> well, congratulations to Carlin and your fan fiction. Will you be publishing this anytime soon? I mean, I would if um, the audience would give me some encouragement to do so. It would be a very deep undertaking because I would actually have to research, which um, is no, the best part of every no research. <laughs> no, I can't do this if I don't research. You can't violate the rules of the podcast. <laughs> Can you imagine? It'd be so bad if I wasn't allowed to do any research into making like the historical vibe. I mean, I'm not convinced they did any research for this episode. All right. Uh, Anything else to talk about before we close it out here on Dear Mrs. Kennedy? No, I'm good. Sweet. All right. Um, So that's going to bring us to a close here. Next week, we'll be back talking about The Crown Season 2, Episode 9 which is entitled Paterfamilias. Yes, Paterfamilias. In this episode, Prince Philip ins- Oh my god, Prince Philip insists that Prince Charles attend his alma mater in Scotland and reminisces about the life-changing difficulties he experienced there. We're going to see some Prince Charles next episode. Good for Charles. Wow. And, and we- potentially some Prince Philip flashbacks? Oh, potentially. So very excited about that. So definitely tune in next week to hear us talk all about paterfamilias. Uh, in the meantime, Ivan, uh, where can people find you on social media if they want to chat some crown with you? In order to do that, you would need a rented TV to access my feed. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, Carlin, what about you? Um, Twitter at Carlin Greenwald. Instagram at Carlin underscore G-E-E. And if I make a new AO3 account specifically for these fanfics, I will give out the name when necessary. Yeah, you need those hits. <laughs> I, I guess I do. Yeah. But like I can't use my actual account, so you make another one. Why can't it be your Crying actual account? But, but, but there is no, an actual account. No, because that has other fandoms in it. We have to make this pure. Oh, okay. I understand. <laughs> and you could find me on Twitter at Sir Sam Chung. But the best place to reach us if you have any questions regarding the podcast that we can't answer uh, is at Twitter at Crown Around Pod. Uh, I think that's all for now. But we'll see you next week when we talk about Paterfamilias. And God save the Queen. God, God save, save the, the Queen. queen.